you have unique thoughts and feelings and behaviors. The more that I study the brain and consciousness, the more convinced I become of this fact. And so if we were to intentionally measure your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors with the tools available to us, so if we were to like test, retest with something like psychometrics, we would find that there is not another set that perfectly matches yours. And within that cognitive diversity, we're going to find a theological diversity that's also completely unique to you. Now, here's the thing about that. You may choose not to share those theological differences with others. But from what we know about the human mind, you have them. Deep down, you have theological feelings that are unique to you. So why do I bring that up? I have this hypothesis or this, uh, this theory that I am going to test over the next few years. And I am really excited about it. So it's not something that's proven yet. But we have reasons to believe that this hypothesis is true. And so my theory is that intentional conversational curiosity about our cognitive and our theological diversities within group settings will lead to individuals entering higher levels of consciousness. So what do I mean by that? Well, I want to, I want to explain it with a, it's with a metaphor or a story. So imagine that you logged onto Twitter today. So imagine you pulled out your phone and you opened up Twitter and you found that there were only 10 people in the world left using that app. Now imagine that no matter what was typed in, you were able to read that tweet in your language. And all 10 of you made the decision to follow each other. And you're looking through bios, you're looking at your past tweets, and you soon realize that all 10 of you could not be any more different from each other. Like they found the 10 most different people in the entire planet. And so imagine that you wake up one day. So you've been there, you've been interacting with each other, you've all decided to, to stick with Twitter, and you wake up one day and you realize that there has been a question tweeted by one of you. And you can tweet as much as you want about that specific question, but nothing else. And the question that was tweeted is what happens when you die? Dang, right? Like if you, if you have 10 people on this app and they're the 10 most different people in the entire world, uh, there's gonna be some controversial answers. There's gonna be some answers that, are, uh, that trigger trauma for people. Uh, there's going to be some some painful interactions. And you're going to have to decide, what will your goal be in that situation? So, like, is your goal going to be to change people's minds? Is your goal going to be to come to an agreement or find common ground? Are you going to stir things up or are you going to try to keep the peace? So, my theory, my hypothesis proposes that the goal of all the people in the conversation should be to evolve to a new level of consciousness. So for those of you who are like familiar with uh, integral theory, this would in large part look like, in the most simplest terms, the people in the conversation moving from whatever spiral they're into, into the next spiral. 
So the first step in this conversation would need to be empathy or emotional intelligence. And here's where it gets tricky. Because we cannot force these spaces to be two-way. Like, we can set up the environment so that hopefully those involved come curious, but there's no promises there. And you have to decide, even if I'm the only one coming into the conversation with this, will I practice empathy? So emotional intelligence is all of the rage now, right? It's not just in the brain sciences, but in general. I feel like I'm hearing the phrase EQ a lot. The starting point for developing our emotional intelligence from a science standpoint is so simple, though. And yet I don't hear it brought up in regards to EQ enough. Like, I'm not saying I don't hear it, but I feel like any time emotional intelligence is brought up, it would be really easy to reiterate the starting point of emotional intelligence. So all the research, it, it points to this, that the starting point is two questions. What are the best questions that I can ask this person? And those questions need to come from a posture of curiosity. So, so, so with curiosity in mind, what are the best questions that I can ask this person? The second starting point is how will I show them that I am listening well? And this seems, it seems so simple. Like it doesn't seem like cognitive science, right? The solution being asking good questions, listening well, it doesn't seem like cognitive science. Like it can seem like self-help. It can seem like, like, woo woo like it can seem uh it can seem oversimplified but we'd be surprised amazing things happen within our brains when we ask good questions and listen to others so when i personally ask someone a question in a curious manner there are parts of my brains that fire and work as if my brain was a muscle in a gym I become a better learner. I become a better thinker. I become more in touch with my feelings. I become more calm. The virtues that those around me value and that I value, such as peace and patience and kindness, become more encoded within my psychocultural DNA just from asking good questions and listening to the answers. But on the flip side of that, amazing things happen in the brains of others when we ask them good questions and they know that we are listening to them. Amazing things. Healing happens. Like healing actual brain injuries, trauma malfunctions, chemical differences. Real healing happens when someone is asked good questions and listened to. It is so important to be heard. It is so important to be listened to. And so I want to, I want to leave challenging us to advance our emotional intelligence this week. Who will you listen to this week? Who will you help heal this week? 